The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. In this place, in this church, all over the world, let your name be glorified. Even as the waters cover the seas, let it be the song of all people all over the world by the wonder and the amazement that you display in and through our lives. All we are saying is glory, glory, glory be to God. And we invite you to speak to our hearts again this morning. Touch us one and all. Let nobody go back the same way they came. In the name of Jesus. And the people of God shouted a loud amen. amen. All right, let's be seated. We have a lot we want to do this morning. So I'm going to be very brief um, in my teaching this morning. I, I pray as God allows me. Um, we had a very, very powerful workers, church workers meeting yesterday. And we thank God for how he helped us. And again, I want to tell everyone in this church, we believe it is everybody's destiny to serve God, to work for God in one capacity or another. So the invitation is always there for you to find a place where you can work for God and where you can serve God. And we are opening that invitation to you. Um, we're going to be having this special church workers meeting. We call them church workers summit. Um, one Saturday a month. Ideally, it should be the first Saturday of every month. And um, the next one will be on the 11th of November, I believe. The first Saturday is not available. So sometimes that date may not be available. We may need to shift it. So please note that we'll be giving you more details as we go on. And it's so important that you are serving God in one capacity or the other. Like we said last week, um, stewardship is one of the things you have to set your mind on. Program into your mind. Your mindset goes a long way in determining the level of prosperity you enjoy. The glory of God that is revealed in your life. We just prayed now. Simple power prayer. In my life, Lord, I want you to be glorified. And that's what God wants. God wants to get glory through your life. God wants your life to be a testimony, um, a praise, and a wonder to people all around you. Hallelujah. That when people see you, when people hear about you, and they know that it is God that did the things that they are hearing about in your life and about your life, they will give glory to God. And that's prosperity. That's you prospering. Hallelujah. It can't happen um, without your mind being set in a particular way. And we looked at a few things last week. We said we need to have a mind that accommodates multiplication. If you're going to enjoy prosperity, you have to be able to 
program into your mind that whatever level you are at right now, God wants to multiply you and increase you. Number two, we talked about promotion. God wants to promote you from a low place to a high place and from a high place to an even higher place. Praise God forevermore. The Bible tells us that what God has prepared for those of us that love him, it is beyond what eyes have seen, it is beyond what ears have heard, it is beyond what hearts of men can comprehend. So you need to open up yourself and allow your mind to be set to experience promotion and see yourself being promoted. No matter how low you are right now, God can pick you from a very low place and God can set you up among his princes. Hallelujah. I was going to talk about excellence today, but God started leading me in another direction yesterday night. So we'll still talk about excellence, and I can just throw that out there. Another thing our minds must accommodate is excellence. If we are going to see the prosperity God has in store for us. But this morning, God wants us to talk about newness. Somebody say newness. You must set your mind to accommodate newness. Isaiah 43, let's start with that wonderful prophecy this morning. Isaiah 43, glory, glory be to God. In my life be glorified. Isaiah 43, verse 19. Behold... I will do a new thing. This is God speaking. I'm going to do something new. Now it shall spring forth. Hallelujah. And he now asks us this question, shall you not know it? Shall you not know it? God wants you to know. That in your life, let's bring it down to that level. In your life, he's going to do something new. And he expects you to know it. So you need a mentality and a mindset that accommodates God introducing something new into your life. Something different into your life. Shall you not know it? Help me look at your neighbor and ask him or her, shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. The beasts of the fields shall honor me. The jackals and the ostriches, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. When the Bible talks about water in wilderness and rivers in the desert, it's painting a picture of God doing something impossible. Or improbable. And that's how he wants you to think about the new things he wants to do in and through your life. It may not look likely. Naturally speaking, it may look as if it cannot happen. But God wants you to program your mind and set your mind to accommodate such things. Said even the animals will know it. How much more you and I? 
and to prove that he wasn't really referring to the animals, although he mentioned the jackals and the ostriches there, he now said in the next verse, or as you continue, because I give waters in the wilderness and rivers and that, to give my people drink. To give drink to my people, my chosen. Verse 21. And this is why we are praying that prayer this morning. In my life be glorified. In my life be glorified. Somebody declare that again this morning. In my life be glorified. Say it like you mean it. In my life be glorified. These people, and I tell you, it's talking about you. These people I have formed for myself. I created them for myself. They shall declare my praise. Hallelujah. Your life will declare the praises of God. Your life will radiate the glory of God. That's what he's saying. I'm going to, and look at how he's saying, it's going to happen by him doing something new. I'm going to do something new. It will look improbable like rivers in the desert. Like water in dry places, it will look improbable. But for these people that I created for myself, and the Bible tells us God created us so that he can get glory out of our lives, to declare his praise. But it takes being programmed for newness. Having a mentality for newness. Hallelujah. The Bible is full of this concept. So we see in scriptures that we have a new covenant as against the old covenant. The Bible calls it the new and the living way. We see and we read about the new creation or the new man. As against the old man. You read about the new anointing. God giving you a new anointing or a fresh anointing. As against an anointing he had given you before that is now stale. In fact, we read about if you want to really go deeper, new heavens and new earth. That God is going to create new heavens and he's going to create a new earth. On a deeper level, the Bible talks about the new commandments. And he called that the commandment of love. And he was comparing that to all the old commandments, all the commandments he had given them under the new Old Testament. He said, forget about all that one. There's just one command, the new commandment. New commandment. And the question really is, please pay attention to me very quick. Um, focus on me very, um, focus attentively this morning. The question really is, is your mindset programmed and is your mindset to accommodate the new 
Or are you still functioning under the old? See, the problem with us human beings is things we are used to, we have an attachment to them and we want to stay with them. And God is now saying it's time for something new. And it's in you cooperating with and accommodating that new thing God is saying, that God is going to get glory through your life. Or God is going to prosper you. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. It's in accommodating that new. That's where the prosperity is. Everybody is a prosperity testimony. You're just one new thing away from a prosperity testimony. Something new. Something new. Hallelujah. Second Corinthians 5.17, I think, summarizes it all. Therefore, 2 Corinthians 5.17, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become what? Old things. Some things have passed away. Notice it says all things. Somebody says all things. And all things includes all things. All things includes your finances. Can I hear a loud amen? amen? All things includes your marriage. Glory be to God. All things includes your family, your career, your spiritual life, your health. It says the old is passed away. The way the old operates is no longer the, what will work for you today. The new is what you need to step into. All things have passed away. All things have become new. And this introduces a new challenge for us that we have a way we've been doing things. God is now saying the time has come for it to change. And we now have to have a mindset or a mind that is set every time God says it's time to change, you change. Hallelujah. And that's where the challenge is. Listen to me, somebody. That business, that old business that you have been doing, it is gone. It will not come back again. You now need to transition into a new business to experience the prosperity that God has for you. For some people here, it may be a particular relationship. Even for some people, a particular marriage, it is gone. That old marriage is gone. That relationship is gone. You will not find peace in that thing anymore. You will not find prosperity in that thing anymore. There's no point streets trying to hold on to the relics of that old thing. It's time to find something new. Perhaps it's where you work. The industry, you, you ply your trade. For some people, where you live, it's an old thing where God is concerned, concern, where, where things are concerned, concerning what God has planned for you. You now need to transition into the new thing that God wants to do. And that's where you will find your prosperity. That's where you will find your joy. That's where you will find your peace. Hallelujah. Think of the people that were alive 
when God was about to transition from the Old Testament, the Old Testament had worked for them for generation after generation after generation. It had produced miracles for them. They had seen the hand of God. They had seen the glory of God. It was under the old covenants that they saw great people like David, Solomon, um, Moses, and all these great men. And the time came in the way God was walking with them that God was about to introduce a new covenant. But many, many people were still trying to hold on to the old. Can you help me ask a neighbor this morning, what old thing are you holding on to that God wants you to transition into a new thing? Transitioning into new things makes us vulnerable. You have to learn something different. You have to abandon what you've always known, what has always worked for you. Are you with me this morning? Hallelujah. But that's where we find the prosperity that God has for us. Ephesians chapter 4. Let's read this text together. Ephesians 4. From verse 20. In fact, b- before we go to Ephesians, I, I want to look at something. This, this wasn't in my notes, but it's coming to my spirit this morning. B- b- before Ephesians... Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Let's just quickly walk through this. 2 Corinthians chapter 3. Glory be to God. Let's read from verse 7. This is when Apostle Paul was trying to explain the difference between the old and the new here, the old covenant and the new covenant. And he said, if the ministry of death, look at the way it was now describing it, that old thing is now death. It's no longer life. There's no future in it anymore. If the ministry of death written and engraved on stones was glorious, and it was, That was how Moses operated. That's how Solomon operated. That's how David operated. That's how Jesus himself operated. As he started his ministry. It was glorious. So that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of the glory of his countenance, which glory was passing away. How much more the ministry of the Spirit not be more glorious. For if the ministry of condemnation had glory, the ministry of righteousness exceeded, exceeds much more in glory. For even what was made glorious had no glory in this respect because of the glory that excels. Verse 11, please watch. If what is passing away, and that's the thing with old, it's passing away, it's passing away. It was relevant for a time. It was effective for a time. God used it for a time. God ordained it for a time. But it's now passing away. And God is now bringing in something new. Hallelujah. God is bringing in something new. 
verse 12. Please watch this. I'm going to verse 14, but I need to lay this predicate in verse 12. Verse 12 says, Therefore, since we have such hope, we use great boldness of speech. Unlike Moses, who put a veil over his face so that the children of Israel could not look steadily at the end of what was passing away. But their minds... Their minds were blinded. So you know this under the Old Testament, they used to put a veil over their face. And that's what Moses told them, because the, the brightness of the glory that was manifesting through Moses, they had a veil. And Paul said it wasn't just a physical thing, that the real problem was their mind was blinded. Their mind was not set to accommodate a new thing. Their minds were blinded for until this day, the same veil remains unlifted in the reading of the Old Testament because the veil is taken away in Christ. Hallelujah. So there's a way somebody's mind now. The, what he's talking about here is juxtaposing the Old Testament and the New Testament. And really what he was explaining to them was that the Jewish people had a problem with accepting the new covenant that God was introducing in Christ. It wasn't no longer going to be about sacrificing animals. It wasn't not going to be about painting blood all over the place. That happened for a time. That worked for a time. That's how God brought them out of Egypt. That was what God used to do. Some of the greatest miracles ever recorded in human history. Parting the Red Sea. Bringing down the walls of Jericho. But then a time came, somebody say, my time has come. That God was going to introduce a new thing. And Paul now said, many of them cannot accept this new gospel in Christ that God is bringing. Because just like the type of what was happening at the old, that they had to put on a veil. Because of the brightness that was on the face of Moses. That was just a picture of a mindset that is not programmed to accommodate the new thing. Now we can bring that into where we are living. What is the newness God is trying to bring into your life in this season that your mind is struggling with? And this is something that happens to all of us. Am I talking to you this morning? Somebody declare, my mind is opened, unveiled, to accommodate the new thing that God is bringing my way. Some things are not going to work anymore. Hello, people. And it means you have to change. You have to change. In fact, more or less, this is what we were discussing in our workers' meeting yesterday. As workers in this church, we need to introduce some changes. For every worker. And in the same vein, every member too, we have to introduce changes. So Ephesians 4, look at what Ephesians 4 now tells us. Ephesians 4, we can now read from Ephesians 4. Hallelujah. Somebody say, my mind can accommodate new things. Ephesians 4, I want to read from verse 20. I just don't want to quote this one as well. Ephesians 4, verse 20. Hallelujah. 
Glory, glory be to God. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus. And this is what we are supposed to do on a practical manner, day to day, season to season, time after time, different aspects of our lives, particularly as God begins to lead us and guide us. What are we supposed to do? And this is what the people under the old covenant could not do. It says that you put off. Concerning your former conduct, the old man, hallelujah, which grows corrupt according to deceitful laws and be renewed in the spirit of what? Your mind. Somebody say, I'm renewed in the spirit of my mind. And then you put on, hallelujah, the new man, which was created according to God, how? In true righteousness and holiness. Now, Paul was describing here how we are to live spiritually, spiritually as new creations in Christ. What he said in the book of Hebrews as the new and the living way is that there's an old way you've been doing things. And what you need to do from time to time, from season to season, is that you leave the old way, called it putting off. The same way after you wear clothes, perhaps for a day or for a while, you take it off. Hello, somebody. You refresh yourself, perhaps you take a bath, and then you put on new clothes. Spiritually speaking as well, we put off, specifically here, was talking to Jewish people. So, oh, you used to bring animals to worship God before, and you used to sacrifice animals, and you put their blood, and you would sprinkle their blood over, you said you put off that way. All that is under the old covenant. All that is old man way of worshiping God. You renew your thinking based on what God is saying now. Hallelujah. So all God is telling us now, if we are going to partake of his blood, is that we take bread and we take wine, talking spiritually. We don't need to go and slaughter a goat. We don't need to go and slaughter a cow. We don't need to drain the blood of that goat or cow and put inside a bucket and put a hyssop and start sprinkling that blood when we are taking communion. No. Jesus established it with the, with the, as, as they had dinner. He took bread. The bread they were using to eat their food. And he broke it and he passed it around. And he took wine, the wine that they were drinking, and he passed the cup around. He changed the way. Hallelujah. The order changed from old to new. Now, that's for spiritual things. The same way in our finances, in our marriages, in any area of our lives, from time to time, as we live, God will expect you to something that has worked before. Look at what he said there. He said the old is being corrupt. If we continue doing it the way we've always done it, the old way, even though it worked for us, so, even though it produced miracles for us, 
Ah, five years ago it worked, 10 years ago, 100 years ago. Even though it worked for us, if we continue doing it, it said it's being corrupt. Hallelujah. Look at what he said, verse 22. The old man that grows corrupt. See, once something has been put to work and is working, even spiritual things, after a while, it loses its efficacy. Hello? And that's why God says, behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not know it? And when God begins to tell you that, I'm doing a new thing, I want you to know it. He wants you to put off what you were doing before. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. In other words, set your mind for something new. Embrace that new thing. Therein lies your prosperity. Oh, hallelujah. A mind that accommodates the new things. Glory be to God. So we told every worker yesterday, there are certain things God wants us to start doing. See, these things will come as thoughts. This, this is where a, a mindset that accommodates the new. I call Pastor Leye and another pastor this morning, that, and I want to announce this now, from next month. See, God will just put a thought in your mind. In our Sunday morning workers meeting, 8 a.m., we want to focus on helping people multiply their income. That's how God said it to me. How to multiply your income. We will phrase it something like that. Sometimes God will just tell you to change something, do something new. Because how many people know that God wants to multiply your income? Hallelujah. And God will give you instruction like that. You put away the old. What have we been doing in our workers' meeting before? I'm just trying to practicalize this. We've been praying. In fact, when we said our workers' meeting, there was a time we were not praying. We were actually training workers. Am I right? Then we moved into a time where we've been praying. And the pre- we are not saying prayer is not important. No. We are not saying the Old Testament is not important. So don't come and hear something about news and say, ah, I will not read Genesis to Malachi again. No. No, that's not what God is saying. What God is just saying, behold, I do something new. So God is saying, I want to multiply people's income. So during that workers' meeting, we want to invest time where practically, he will tell us what he wants us to do. And he wants you to drop whatever you are doing that is not consistent with the new thing he's saying, shall you not know it? Renew your mind. You see, it has to do with your mindset. And this is why we are saying your mind must be set to accommodate newness. Can somebody declare my mind is set to accommodate newness? Hallelujah. God will challenge us to walk away from certain friends. Walk away from certain relationships. Walk away from certain hurts and pain. There is no future in that relationship anymore. It's going corrupt. If you keep holding on to the pain and the hurt of that past, you won't find the peace that God has in store for you. And that peace is right beside you. Hallelujah. All you need is just to wear newness. Take off the old, be renewed in the spirit of your mind, embrace the newness. It may be a bit uncomfortable. You may have to start doing something you're not doing before. But therein lies your prosperity. Hallelujah. Look at what he says here in Matthew 13, verse 52. 
And I think it's one of the scriptures that balances it the most. Because we are not saying don't um, read the Old Testament. I mean, we teach from the Old Testament a lot in this church. We read scriptures in the Old Testament. But we read it in the light of the New Testament. So you will never come to church one day, one day communion, we bring a goat, we slaughter it. And we drain the blood. And we take a sponge. And we tell of you, pass, and we start sprinkling. Do you know that there are churches that still do that in 2023? I'm telling you. But we believe in the power of the blood covenant. The blood covenant started under the Old Testament. It was God that told the Jewish people in Egypt, kill a lamb. Sprinkle his blood. Put it on your lintel. But Jesus now came. And he put aside the old. He took off the old man. Hallelujah. And he renewed the spirit of their mind. He set their mind in a new way. And he said, this is now the new covenant in my blood. And this is how you practice it. You take bread that you eat normally. These days, for convenience, we use wafers. You take wine that you drink normally. And he says, every time you eat and drink that, you are remembering the sacrifice I've made. And you are enforcing the new covenant in my blood. That order must be applied in different aspects of our lives. The way we do church, the way you handle your money, Certain times and since we come, God is saying it's time for a new thing. You take away the old. Hello? You renew your mind. You reset your mind. And you tell yourself, from this day forward, this is the order. And I tell you what you are going to see on that other side is prosperity like you've never experienced before. Am I talking to somebody this morning? Look at what he says here. Matthew, what scripture I gave you? Matthew 13, verse 52. And Jesus was teaching, teaching about the kingdom here. If we have time, we'll look at it. He was talking about the kingdom of God, but I want to quickly begin to wrap up. He said to them, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven, and that's what we are doing here. We are instructing you how heaven operates. Everyone instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure Things new and old. Somebody say things new and old. So God may allow you to continue doing certain things that the way you've always done it. But when he says, behold, I'm doing a new thing. Behold, I want you to start emphasizing this. Behold means look. See, this is what I want you to focus on this season. You drop the old. Hello? And you begin to operate on the new. Newness doesn't mean hey, we'll never do anything old again. No, no, no. Mm, mm. Hello, somebody. Things new and old. Somebody say things new and old. And when God is emphasizing something new for this season, you let go of the old. Glory be to God. And you embrace the new. Hallelujah. Galatians 6.15. I want to close with this one. This is so powerful. 
Pastor, what do I need to experience the prosperity reign? What do I need? We said your mindset is important. Your mindset is important. So what are the things you should set your mind on? That's what we mean by mindset. I'm telling you this morning, set your mind on something new. Something new. Something that God is telling you. Something new. This season. In fact, I want to challenge you. Don't leave this service. Except you are able to pray and receive something new that God wants you to look. Set your mind. This, this is how I'm going to operate going forward. Look at what Galatians 6.15 says. In Christ Jesus. How many people are in Christ Jesus here? In Christ Jesus. Neither circumcision or uncircumcision avails anything. Again, talking about how they used to do things under the old. And how God is now doing things under the new. But he said, all that is not what matters. What matters is what? A new creation. Hallelujah. What matters is what? A new creation. Spiritually speaking, please, I want to take the spiritual principle set it and we bring it into how we live our lives. It doesn't matter whether you are circumcised physically or you are not circumcised physically. The Jews under the old covenant made a big deal about physical circumcision. And they did that because in one day and in one season in Abraham's life, God introduced something new to Abraham. Hallelujah. See, the Old Testament was actually God introducing something new to somebody. And one day God told him from today, every male child born in your household, you must cut off the foreskin. And Abraham started that. In fact, the Bible said that day Abraham circumcised himself. Abraham circumcised all the servants in his house. After he had that, when God told him, we are calling it old today, but it was something new to Abraham. And I want you to appreciate the response of Abraham to when God told him that. And on the other side of Abraham circumcising his household and his only son then was Ishmael. Another level of prosperity. See, Abraham had a mind that was set for something new. And they passed that thing from generation to generation to generation. And when they started preaching the gospel under the New Testament, and they preached the gospel to the Galatians, some Jewish people came to now tell them, even though you have received Christ, you still have to do the old thing. It was now an old thing. That God told Abraham. And you still have to circumcise yourself. All your male heirs, circumcise them. And the people were now confused. Paul now wrote to them, no. No. Jesus is not emphasizing circumcision of your foreskin any longer. What he's emphasizing is that you are born again. You are a new creation. Hallelujah. But this is what you and I now need to understand today. The old, that principle of something new, that new creation, that God has introduced something new, we need to bring that into the way you handle your finances. Bring that into the way you are handling your career. Bring that into the way you are running church. 
You are doing ministry. This is what we were talking to the workers about yesterday. Bring that concept of God. And he said, nothing else matters apart from you knowing the new thing God is saying to you for this season. Don't just leave it in the corner of I'm born again. See, if you do Christianity that, I, I came to the altar in 1980, I gave my life to Christ, and I became a new creation. And from that point forward, you are not downloading new instructions from God from time to time. You will not maximize what God is saying. Am I right or am I right? Hallelujah. Somebody say it's a new season. And God is doing something new. So we challenged every church worker yesterday. There are certain things we require from all our workers. Make it something new. So we started our monthly worker summit. Everyone that is a worker, be here every time we call that meeting. Come for that meeting. It's something new. We will pray together. We will worship. We will hear from God what he wants us to do. Yesterday, we told every worker, some of the things we had established in church that many of us had not been taking serious, start taking it serious now. Midweek service is important now. Be here 6.30 every Wednesday. If you can't be here every Wednesday, make the sacrifice you have to make. Do you realize how much of a sacrifice it is to circumcise yourself as a grown man? Hello, somebody? Ask your neighbor, do you think that would be painful? There was a story in the Old Testament. The sons of Jacob, they wanted to cut a covenant with another tribe. And they tricked those people. And they told them, oh, if you want to be in covenant with us, we are Jewish people. God told us to be circumcising ourselves. So those people agreed, okay, we too will start circumcising ourselves. Then all the men in that tribe circumcised themselves. And they were sore for several days. Then the sons of Jacob went to attack them and killed all of them because they were in a weak state. And when Jacob heard it, he was like, ah, why? It was painful. I didn't add something yesterday. God reminded me. He said, you didn't tell them about 6 a.m. prayer meeting. Every worker in church joined us 6 a.m. for prayer meeting. And see it as something new. I'm, I'm closing. See it as something new. Something new. Do something new. As I close this morning, God told me to challenge everyone that this applies to and relates to from today. Step up your income to God. Set something new. Whether it's your tithing level. I've not taught this in a while, but one of the things I've learned from God is you can use your tithe to set an income level you want to trust God for. You know, I talked about mindsets. So you are earning at a particular level. You now set your mind, I want to be earning at that higher level. And if that's my new income, I'm going to start tithing one-tenth of that income. It's a mindset. Or whether it's your worship offering. Dr. K said something when he came. He said one day God told him, you should never come to a service and give an offering below $1,000. What was God doing? Something new. And he said, for when first he, he shook a while, 
but he started giving at that level. Don't bother converting the $1,000 to Naira. Just leave it as $1,000. Lest you lose the point of what I'm saying. <laughs> when the lunch, the person told me that, ah, they said the exchange rate is now this amount. I won't say the amount in case you don't know. Just stay with the old one that you know. Don't say the new exchange rate. <laughs> said something new. For some of you, God will tell you, start giving this particular seed. And again, what it requires of you is not difficult. Stop the old you have been doing. Allow the new instruction God's giving you to reprogram your mind. This is the mindset. That, that, that's very, very important. What we read in Ephesians 4. And then embrace the new. That financial seed is a very important one. For some of us, God will tell you, in your marriage, start doing this. Stop doing this. He will give you an instruction. We're going to pray in a few minutes. But you need to have a mind that is set for newness. Hello, somebody. Hallelujah. And I tell you on the other side, glory be to God. We will see a better you. We will see a richer you. We will see a more prosperous you. We will see a promoted you. An elevated you. A healthier you. A stronger you. Have I said rich before? I want to say it again. A richer you. Hallelujah. But is your mind programmed for newness? Rise on your feet. Glory be to God. And I want you to lift your hands to God and say, Heavenly Father, let me see the new thing that you are doing in my life this season. Behold. You know, he said that if you return the word God of God back to me, to not return void. Say, behold, you are doing a new thing. And I will see it. Somebody declare that boldly to God again this morning. Behold, in my life, you are doing a new thing that will bring you glory. And I am seeing it as I pray this morning. Help me to hear that instruction. Help me to locate that direction. Help me to understand that new thing that you are doing in my life. My mind is opened to new ideas. My mind is opened to new instructions. My mind is opened to accommodate new things in the name of Jesus. Will you open your mouth and pray briefly this morning? Oh yes, I will say that, Lord. For somebody here, the new thing is God is telling you, you better start taking prayer more seriously. Start taking prayer more seriously. Start taking prayer more seriously. That's a new thing for somebody here. Start taking prayer more seriously. When we pray together as a congregation like this, take it more seriously. Something new, something new, something new in my marriage, something new in my career, something new concerning my finances, something new concerning my business, something new concerning my spiritual life, my ministry, my stewardship in church, my mind is opened 
my mind is opened for something new something new something new something new in the name of Jesus some of you keep praying church God is going to bring you into new relationships you are going to meet a new friend that is doing something led by God in a new way and that person is going to order your steps and he'll show you the way to go something new something new somebody else God is going to put you in a new environment and in that new environment you will see them doing things different let your mind accommodate that new thing that new thing that new thing somebody here this morning God is telling you let go let go of the shame of the past let go of the hurt of the past let go of the failure of the past yes that marriage failed I'm talking to somebody this morning that marriage failed let go let go stop rehearsing the disappointments and the failure in your mind day after day week after week let go there's a new marriage I have in store for you there's a new relationship I have in store for you but if you cannot let go of that which is decaying that which is past and if you cannot reset your mind to accommodate newness you will not be able to experience that new thing let go let go all things have passed away ha let them remain there all things are passed away your old failures are passed away your old shame has passed away your past is exactly that it is your past let go and embrace that new instruction God is giving you today something new something new something new something new listen to me my, my time is up but I need to say this listen to me please look at me very well but like those of you that are dealing with things in the past listen to me do you know God can use that failure of yesterday and God can use that thing as a catalyst to really launch you into some of the greatest breakthroughs you've ever experienced in life. Hello? Can somebody see God doing that for you? The failure of yesterday. The shame, the reproach of yesterday. But the problem is somebody is still carrying it around. Some people carry it around because they want to revenge. They want to go back and if, if, if what they are looking for is an opportunity to revenge the people that hurt them in the past. If any, that, that's, that's what they are looking for. But God is saying, let go. Can you help me look at anybody this morning and say, let go, let go, let go. And open up yourself. For newness. Can you lift your hands this morning? Say, Heavenly Father. If I were you, I would talk to him. Say, Heavenly Father, that new thing, that new word that will make my past, the failure of yesterday, 
become the launching pad for the glory that is to be revealed in me. I receive that word. I receive that instruction. I receive that direction. Can somebody talk to him this morning? I receive that grace right now. I will not leave this service without my mind accommodating that new thing that you have in store for me. In Jesus' name. Open your mouth and pray. Just one minute. One minute. Particularly if this is your story. If this is your situation. The failure of yesterday is still hounding you. I'm here to tell you God has something new. <laughs> God has something new. Something new. Some, oh, and it's so glorious. It's so glorious. Your life is designed to sing God's praises, to declare God's praises. Your life is designed to bring glory to God. Glory to God. Your life. Your, yes, 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 you have failed in the past. But this is the good news. Your life is ordained to bring glory. Hey, Yakado Sataya. Embrace that new thing. Embrace that new thing. Embrace that new word. Embrace that new instruction. Embrace that new order. Embrace that new and living way. Embrace that new and living way. Embrace that new and living way. Turn your back to the old and embrace the new and living way. Embrace the new and living way that God is bringing your way this season. Come on, one more minute. Talk to God. Talk to God. I wish I knew what to tell you exactly. The new thing. But God says, behold, I do a new thing. Behold, I do a new thing. And you will know it. Behold, I do a new thing. I created you to bring me pleasure. I created your life to bring me glory. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Can you play that old song for us? Do something new in my life. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234 810 0000640.